I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. To break it, you're not the same as anyone here, but we can take it. But show up around, we're round, oh, we're queer. I got a feeling we are on to something here. Live from King's Place in London, the Spontaneity Shop presents Global Page, the comedy panel show starring you. Francis Whiter, this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show in which we frack the internet for the most interesting tidbits of the whole wide world. Joining us to dig out these gems today, the opposite of boreholes, please welcome the comedians! <laughs> what is the opposite of a borehole? <laughs> On my left, playing for Earth, Wind and Fufu, Sophie Tuca and Athena Cableno! <laughs> And on my right, playing for Team Ill, Johnny Pelham and Heidi Regan. <laughs> so first of all, panellists, what makes you diverse, Athena Cableno? Um, my dad is from Ghana. My mum is from Guyana and of Indian heritage. And I also very much like cheese and Marmite sandwiches. Gross. <laughs> I would like to move teams. Let's discuss it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that makes me an official minority, I think. <laughs> That really does. Uh, Sophie Duca, how are you diverse? I'm diverse because I think, possibly, I'm not sure if I qualify, I think the Global Pillage song is about me because I'm short, I'm brown, I'm round and I'm queer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, And why are you called Earth, Wind and Fufu? Um, For those of you who don't know what Fufu is, it's often you pound. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's a food stuff from Ghana. Which oh, partly from. Yeah, it's, it's pounded yam. It can also be pounded. Yeah, plantain. plantain car- yeah. Lots of carbohydrates, basically. To make it, yam is common. You can use plantain. Um, you can use edos. You know, edos are. You can use cassava. What did you guys think I was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and Team Ill, Heidi Regan. How are you, diverse? My girlfriend. I, I was trying to find a different way to say I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend makes me diverse. Uh, yeah, I'm gay. I'd say that's it. Yep. Yeah. And Johnny Pelham, how are you diverse? I've got various oddities, cleft lip, web toes, more nipples than is ideal. <laughs> more what than is ideal? Nipples. What? Either three or five, depending upon how you define them. <laughs> how do you define them? Well, I'm quite convinced I've got three. <laughs> but who says you've got five? A lot of other people. <laughs> 
<laughs> and why are you called Team Ill? We're both, We're both very ill. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Making sure that all the facts are verified, like a humanoid Judge Rinder. Please welcome in Pedant's Corner, Ned Sedgwick. Hello. And bringing what would otherwise be just words and noise to life in the most joyous way on the piano, it's Kirsty Newton. Uh, Ned, have you had any global experiences lately? Yes, I've had a couple. One of them is a nice funny one and the other one is a plug. The nice funny one is I was chatting to a French person the other day and apparently they don't have a word for floofy, but instead they just have... Do you mean fluffy? <laughs> we have a word for fluffy. It's fluffy. It's not floofy. Uh, but you've been distracted by foo-foo. Earth, wind and floofy. Could have happened, yep. Um, I say floofy, you say fluffy. Well, everyone says fluffy, nobody says floofy. God, I thought it was a diverse show. It's my one diversity, I say floofy. Anyway, well, the French say neither. They just do a, a hand gesture like that. Which just always means something's fluffy. Do they just go, oh, that cat is so... Yeah. Maybe... It's not great for podcasting. Yeah. Maybe I should have just stuck with a plug. And the plug is, a lot of the idiom questions I have got from a couple of books called Lost in Translation and Speaking in Tongues by Ella Frances Sanders. And now it's coming up to the holiday season. I thought I'd give her plug because I don't want to take credit for work someone else has done. And I think everyone should go out and buy these books because they're amazingly illustrated. She wrote and illustrated them and they're just really nice kind of stocking fillers or presents for people. So watch out for the pending Global Pillage lawsuit where Ella hears this confirmed and says, I knew it, Sedgwick! (laughs) Each week our pianist takes music from a cultural creed with turns in it using their superpower skills into a jingle about the team's scores. Mark Hodge is on a break, so it's Kirsty Newton. Do you have a jingle for the team scores? I have. I know traditionally that it's a folk tune, but I slightly bent that a bit to do the That's All Folks tune well that is a folk tune in america it is a folk tune in america and it was actually taken from a folk tune called the merry-go-round broke down so the original words to the bit that we know are finding love for only a dime the merry-go-round broke down and i thought we could do that what are the scores please nothing First up is our themed round, and this week's theme is dairy tolerant. I don't take milk in my coffee. I like my coffee like I like my men in the palm of my hand. (laughs) All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with the correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. First question In America, what would you put into a buttermilk bath? Earth, wind, and foo foo. Old milk. Ah. Because I feel like it's combining both the milk element and like milk goes kind of lumpy when you uh, when you don't do anything with it for a long time, and making it almost akin to butter. So calling it a buttermilk mark makes it sound like a new thing when actually it's just an old milk bath. Mm. Ah, so you put some old milk in a bath, or you're using your uncle's bath water. Team ill. Do you put the cow that the butter and the milk came from, and then you go, "Do you like that?" And the cow's like, "Yeah," and then you go. That came from you, you dirty cow. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> wow. I mean, we do worse things to cow, I suppose. I mean, I'm horrified by it, but then I think what we really do, and I think that would be better. Johnny? Is it just like a nice 
soothing cream you put in a bath. I know that's not a... What? <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> I think if it were that, we wouldn't bother asking a question well, about maybe it. Maybe that's the trick in the game. Oh. Ah. You know? The maybe. twist. Yeah, yeah I'm, I think it's that and I'm a million percent sure. <laughs> okay, Johnny is a million percent sure it's just a nice thing you buy from Boots and you stick in the bath. A hive mind, what would you put in a buttermilk bath in America? Chicken. Chicken. <laughs> Sour cream. Sour cream. A pig. Yep. He does. That is so similar to a cow, is all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, so if you think it's chicken, like buttermilk chicken, buzz now. If you think it's sour cream, buzz now. And if you think it's a pig, buzz now. Uh, in fact, it's a show animal to make their coat extra glossy. Yes, spot on. Yeah. I think the hive mind had it with that. <laughs> uh... I'm going to say T-Mill said cow. Yes. So there's points for T-Mill and points for the hive mind. In India, what is said to happen if you borrow milk after sunset? T-Mill. The interest rate goes right up. So that. <laughs> Johnny, are you backing your teammate there? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I've got anything better, but it's not that. Uh, vampires will get you. The vampires? The yeah. Indian vampires will get you if you borrow milk after sunset? I do think that, yes. Are they cow vampires? Yes, they are. <laughs> so there'll be a cow with like a big black cape and fangs and it will suck your blood or perhaps suck your milk. So if you borrow it after hours, the vampires will come and take your breast milk. I like how much you're actually getting into this story. <laughs> what an incredibly yeah. dark mind. <laughs> Listen, I'm becoming more and more vegan every day in my mind. Not necessarily in my diet, but in my mind. Earth, wind and foo-foo. I think if you borrow milk after sin, after sunset, uh, when the bad things happen, um, if you borrow milk after sunset, I think no one comes to your pancake pie. Because it's too late. It's too late at night. If you borrow uh, milk after sunset, you're not going to go and get a crap from your friend. Ah, so you think it sort of means, it's yeah, it's you're too late. Too you're late. borrowing milk after sunset. No one's going to come to your party. Your hospitality is too late. What do you think, Athena? Well, I'm currently lactating. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was really tactless of me, wasn't it? No, oh, no. In my house. <laughs> For like the last eight weeks. And I'm like, oh, it knows. But, well, you know, moving on. Um, <laughs> but I do know that when it must be the same for cows as humans. You make most of your milk at night. So if you take a cow's milk after sunset, you're setting yourself up for a very dry cereal in the morning. So I think what happens is you'd have dry cereal because the cow can't make any milk because you've taken the milk at the time when it needs it, it's not doing for us to take it. There'll yeah. be none in the morning exactly. if you take it at night. So it means dry cornflakes. Is, is that true for you as well? It's totally... Well, it's generally true, yeah. You make most of your milk at night, so the idea is that you have most of your milk in the morning. Oh. Isn't that interesting? God, yeah. nature's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> um, hive mind, in India, what is said to happen if you borrow milk after sunset? Goes off. Oh. Sick. Bad dreams. You're cursed. God, this is like cow vampires all over again. <laughs> Which I imagine is a little triggering to Athena that I've now put into your mind that well, a cow vampire is going to come and get you in the night. Luckily, I don't eat cows, so I can be like, hey, if you was a fish, I'd get it. But <laughs> Do you drink milk, though? That's what the revenge is for. The revenge is for specifically milk-based in yeah, the vampire story. I don't story. really drink milk, but I will have things that contain milk, like yoghurt. Mm. So. That cow knows that. Oh. It will turn your breast milk into yogurt. Um, 
Okay, high five. If you think it's don't borrow milk after sunset because it'll be off, buzz now. If you think you'll get sick if you drink milk after sunset, buzz now. You'll have bad dreams if you borrow milk after sunset, buzz now. Or you will be cursed. In fact, it's bad luck and the cows will stop producing milk. So I suspect what Athena said, which is there'll be no milk in the morning, is the closest. Although cursed. I have given five points to both T-Mel and Earth, Wind and Fufu because you have no milk in the morning and the cow vampires because the tradition comes from... Oh, come what? <laughs> cow vampires? It, on what planet does cow vampires get anyone a point for anything? Like, come on. I'd really like to say it's a very good answer. Thank you. <laughs> why? why? the tradition comes from the idea there's some kind of metaphysical thing going on mm. in which the cow that is producing milk overnight, the act of taking it away from inside the house, will stop it producing. Still nothing to do with vampires. No, that's pretty much what I said. There's a supernatural cursy element to it, though. What was reintroduced to French food culture as a cure for King Francois I's diarrhoea in 1542? I, I, just, I, just, I just think diarrhea will always be funny. Like, <laughs> just, just as a, you know, I've got diarrhea. <laughs> so probably just a sense of humour, you know? Like, okay. You've got diarrhea, but come on, man. Just like the shits are hilarious. <laughs> okay, so people thought it was funny. It's not a very dairy based answer, but I will accept it. Team Ill, you should know about this. You're ill. What cures <laughs> diarrhea according to the French in 1542? Prunes, because it was the olden days and they were idiots. So it was like, <laughs> they got so wrong. Prunes? I think, basing it purely on the fact it's dairy based, I'm going to go yogurt. Was it dairy-based? Yeah, the whole round oh, is about dairy. dairy. Yeah. <laughs> I changed my answer to all bread. <laughs> <laughs> we do it in this together. <laughs> I mean, yoghurt, because I can, you know, why not? It's, it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> French people know what they're doing. They're not idiots. They're going to add some yoghurt. That's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. The dairy that would cure diarrhoea hive mind. I heard cow's bladder. Cheese. Butter. Oh, hold on. Creme brulee. Butter. Blue cheese. Creme brulee. Unpasteurised milk. Unpasteurised milk. Okay. All right. If you think it's cow's bladder, buzz now. Cheese, buzz now. Butter, buzz now. Blue cheese, buzz now. Creme brulee, buzz now. Or unpasteurised milk, buzz now. In fact... A tea meal had it. It's yogurt, uh, which hadn't been eaten in Western Europe since Roman times. Mm. Uh, Ned, do you know any more about this? Yeah, it's actually quite a funny story for me. Uh, <laughs> if you're a nerd, Suleiman the Magnificent, the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, we know who he is. King Francois. <laughs> well, he heard King Francois had diarrhea, and so sent him yogurt. Like he sent him his doctor with vats full of yogurt. And I just find that idea of, like, two kings, you know, sending each other letters, being like, you yeah, still got the shits, mate. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> like, oh, you know what? You know what always works for me? Like, oh, what is, just this, I'll, I'll send my doctor with vats and vats of yogurt. I heard Putin sent Trump some Miller Lite the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the end of the round! <laughs> Who knew that yoghurt stops diarrhoea dead? What are the scores, please, Ned? 
in third place, it is Earth, Wind and Fufu with five points. In second place, it's a hive mind with ten points. And in first place, Team L have a staggering 25 points. Wow! To say all of my answers have been shit and yet we're winning <laughs> is a real sign that winging it works. Yeah? It feels slightly um, like I shouldn't have given you those half points for the vampires. Uh, <laughs> we all make mistakes. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The next round is everyone's favorite round. Idioms! The only time I don't love an idiom is when I'm feeling under the weather, but usually they make me feel over the moon. <laughs> What is the meaning of this foreign phrase which we have literally translated into English? Fingers on buzzers. In Hungary, if someone told you your dad wasn't a glassmaker, what would they mean? Earth, wind and foo Is it like a real insult like to say you're not attractive? Yeah. Like you're mm. ugly. Yeah. <laughs> so your dad wasn't a glassmaker. Yeah. It's you're not made of something beautiful like glass. I don't find you attractive, and I need to tell you that because I'm a man in a nightclub or on Twitter. It's precisely. I thought it was like if he was a glass maker, then he'd like be able to see you. But like if he worked, like if he was a concrete maker, so like, like if you walked in like to the hall of it, like maybe like ah, like he wasn't a glass maker because he'd never succeeded at his trade because you're ugly. This is really sad, isn't it? I know. Yeah. I mean, don't tell the MRAs this insult because they will be all over it. Team Ill in Hungary. Someone says. Hey, your dad wasn't a glassmaker. What do they mean? I think not tough or strong. Like, he's not a glassmaker, he's a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think glassmaker would be positive and he's saying he's a wimp or a chump. You're a chump. Yeah, you're a chump. Your you're dad's not... a chump. So the insult is actually about your dad. So it's a very subtle insult, isn't it? It's sort of like, your father, do you know what he isn't? A glassmaker, yeah. which I admire. And I it... think it would hurt. If someone said to me, your dad's not a glassmaker, I think he could be. <laughs> <laughs> If you wanted to be, you just chose a different profession. So. What does your dad do, Johnny? My dad's a psychotherapist, and I wish he was a glassmaker. <laughs> <laughs> Team L. 
Did you, did you analyse you a lot as a child? Not uh, purposefully, but definitely. <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah, you try and not do it, but then you just slip into conversations and think, wait a minute, I'm being analysed. Uh, <laughs> Heidi, do you I back up your like teammate? That, but like extension of that, like glassmakers in Hungary are like the stonemasons here. So it's like saying if he's a glassmaker, it means he's got like connections. And the only mm. way you're going to get a job is if your dad is a glassmaker. Oh, like a mason, yeah, like a so Freemason. So it's like saying like, give up. Your dad's not a glassmaker. You'll <laughs> never get no to Oxford. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, hive mind. You're not see-through. Okay. <laughs> He's not your real dad. <laughs> I mean, in my case, I'm adopted, and that's true, and that's why it hurts that you shouted it from a distance. <laughs> you're in my way. All right, so some of these are the same there. So if you think it's, he's not your real dad. <laughs> I mean, Buzz, if you just think you've got a suspicion your dad isn't your real dad. <laughs> this one, Buzz now. <laughs> Do you know, statistically, it's a lot more likely they know because of, you know, people having to put their DNA in for things. Bring that up at Christmas. Um, <laughs> Do you know what a fun... so dark. Yeah, do you know what a fun game to play is 23 and Me at Christmas? <laughs> so many dads are sperm donors, it turns out. Um, or milkmen. Uh, if it means... Don't be afraid, Buzz, now. And if it means a combination of these three, uh, you're not see-through, you're in my way, you make a better door than a window, you're obstructing the view, in other words, Buzz, now. You are correct. You're blocking my view. Now, I knew this because we used to say it in Australia, if someone was standing in front of the television, people would say, your mother's not a belly dancer and your father's not a glass blower. And I'm trying to watch the footy. <laughs> in Czechia, they say, you're patting snakes with your feet. What do they mean? You're patting snakes with your feet. Earthwind and Fufu. You are a marvellous dancer. <laughs> You're just you're patting those snakes. They're not even bothered. They're like, because you're just so tippy-toed, so loud on you your feet. a bit of snake patting? I'm very phobic of those animals. So let's move on from this question very quickly. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'd forgotten about this. I'm sorry, Athena. Oh, no, we know. All. I have you, to grow. I remember last time you, we yeah, had to call them plastic ones plastic. or something, didn't we? Oh, yeah. I, this, plastic. Keeps, this keeps coming up, Ned. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he didn't know you were coming when he wrote them. I'm so sorry. So in Czechia... They say you're patting the thing Athena is phobic of with your feet. What do they mean? I think it's just like you're embarrassing yourself. Like everyone um. knows how to pat a snake. It's with uh, the thing that Athena's scared of is with your hands. <laughs> You've made such an idiot. Like, I genuinely think that's it. Okay. I think made you're being overtly kind to like a bad person. It's like if someone sent you a bad email and then you sent like an email back saying, I'm sorry, I think I made a mistake. It's actually they're being dicks and you should stand up for yourself more. This seems like a very specific scenario. Has this happened to you this week, Johnny? I mean, it might be that on Friday, I had a chat with my girlfriend where she said I should send a more assertive email back. <laughs> and then that is now coming across here. Right. But, you know, she yelled you, it at me. You, <laughs> and you went, all right, I'm no, sorry. Um, OK, all right, all right. We get the idea. Hive mind. In Czechia, they say they're patting things someone's afraid of with your feet. What do they mean? Oh. Taking a risk, playing with fire, asking for trouble. All of these are the same. <laughs> Buzz, if you agree with the sentiment of these, <laughs> you are correct. You're entering the lion's den. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like lions, by the way. <laughs> well, that's good. I don't. Yeah, elephants. Elephants are the best. In Thailand, they say, you're a leaky bamboo basket. What do they mean? You've got diarrhea! Yay! <laughs> that's how they announce it as well. Ta-da! <laughs> I think it means <laughs> you are useless, which anyone with diarrhea would be in this Indeed, scenario. Yeah. So, yeah, you want of no use. I think it means either you can't keep a secret or you have an STI. <laughs> <laughs> like, which can't is... keep a secret or you have a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah, you're getting discharged and don't want to say it that way. Johnny, do you have anything to say about emails? <laughs> always. Uh, I'm always on to Gmail. I agree with Heidi. I think it means STD, final answer. <laughs> Okay. Hive mind, you're a leaky bamboo basket. What does that mean in Thailand? Untrustworthy. Untrustworthy. You need to eat more yogurt. <laughs> you need to eat more yogurt. <laughs> now, is that to clear up the thrush or the diarrhea? <laughs> that... Forgetful. You're a liability. Anything else? You spend beyond your means. Okay. Okay, all right, that's the last one. So if it's, because otherwise you would have shouted out all the things there are. Um, untrustworthy, Buzz Now. If you think it means you should use yogurt to clear that up, Buzz Now. Forgetful, Buzz Now. Leaky bamboo basket, you're a liability, Buzz Now. You spend money you haven't got, Buzz Now. Or you are a gossip, Buzz Now. In fact, it means you're cheap. Um, Ned, can you explain? Yeah, it's like, you know, when you start the journey, there's a certain amount in the bamboo basket, but when it comes time for it to be useful, suddenly all that stuff has disappeared. So it's like the person who forgets their wallet at dinner yeah, yeah, and then oh. makes everyone else pay. And then everyone's like, ah, leaky bamboo, bamboo basket. basket. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the end of the round! Never use your feet to pat a snake on the head. What are the scores, please? In third place, it is Earth, Wind and Fufu with five points. In second place, it's Team Ill with 25 points. And after a sterling round, the Hive Minder in first place with 30 points. The next round is our team's round. A member of each team has come prepared with a question based on their cultural family background. Someone here might have been brought up celebrating the Sabbath, whereas others preferred more gentle music. (laughs) <laughs> so Timil, do you have a question for Earth, Wind and Fufu? We've got a bad one. I thought Johnny would have one as well, but that's fine. It's from Australia. Yes. Yeah. What does it mean if I say give me a fair suck of the sauce bottle? Give me a fair suck of the sauce bottle. What does that mean, Earth, Wind and Fufu in Australia? Give me give a fair, me a fair, suck, fair of suck of the sauce, sauce bottle. bottle. I don't want to be the sexual person. <laughs> so but you very do. much are. <laughs> it means fair crack of the whip. It's got to mean like, yeah, uh, yeah like give me a go. I think it means check your privilege. <laughs> I don't know. Does it mean one of those? Yeah, that, that's what I th- it was really obvious. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, you got it right. You got it right. It was. No, they don't mind obvious points. Those points count either. just the same as the unobvious points. Earthwind and Fufu have scored. <laughs> that time. Earthwind and Fufu, do you have a question for the hive mind? Yes, we do. (laughs) This is a phrase from Ghana, which me and Athena are both partly from. And in Chui, which is one of the dialects in Ghana, it's Wuntitise Totobi, which means your head is like rotten fish. What does that mean? (laughs) 
hive mind your head and smelly uh, <laughs> uh, you are not allowed to answer this t-mill but we've taken that as a joke answer hive mind You're mad, you're hungover, and you're stupid. All right, so if you think it's you're mad, buzz now. Hungover, buzz now. Stupid, buzz now. And bad breath, buzz now. You went for hungover, is it hungover? No, it's you're a fool. You're stupid. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, hive mind, do you have a question for Team Ill? And could you say your name and where you're from? Hi, I'm Rama. I'm from Sudan, or I have a Sudanese phrase. So sometimes in Sudan, we say, you've left us out to dry. What does it mean when you say, um, you've left us out to dry? You've abandoned us when we need help kind of thing? Like, you're not here to back us up? Is that, do I you agree? So, yeah, yeah? yeah. That means the same in English. Is it the same? It's not the same. <gasps> it's not the same. Okay, all right. So you've got one more guess, just because I think you were being... What's the phrase again? Left us out. Left us out to dry. What does that mean? <laughs> that is the question, Johnny. This isn't my answer. I'm checking with Johnny. What if it's like uh, you're making us wait for an answer? That yes, you are. I mean, that is. This is very meta. That, that is my meta answer. Okay. Unless Johnny has. I know I'm anything better than that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, is it that you're making us wait for an answer? No, it means you stood us up. Oh, you left us out to dry, you stood us up. Okay. Um, so, points for the hive mind because T Mill did not get it. <laughs> and it's the end of the round. Who has got a load of rotten fish in the head? What are the scores, please? In third place, it is Earth, Wind and Fufu, but with a very improved 20 points. In second place, it is Team Ill with 25 points. And in first place, it's a hive mind with 35 points. Oh! Hello, I'm Tom Solinsky, and I'm the producer of the Guilty Feminist and Global Pillage podcasts. I'm also one of the hosts of the new podcast, Best Pick, along with John Dorney and Jessica Regan. We have taken all the movies that have won Best Picture at the Academy Awards, and we are going through them one by one, but in a random order, determined by picking them out of a hat at random. So on each episode, you'll hear fascinating facts about what was happening at that year's Oscars, how that movie got made, and what else was happening in movies that year. Then the three of us will watch the film, then we'll share our thoughts with you. And at the end of the episode, we pick out the film we're going to watch next time. We're about 25 films in so far, about 65 to go. So please join us. Go to bestpickpod.com or just look for Best Pick wherever you get your podcasts. That's the Best Pick Movie Podcast with Tom Selinski, Jessica Regan and John Dorney. Next up, it's the Sign of the Times round. Everybody is marching these days and some protesters come home to see the hilarious slogans on their signs all over Facebook and Instagram. Like in the States where someone had a sign saying, you know it's got really bad when even straight white men are marching. <laughs> Good point and very funny straight white man. Less of a perfect joke in the UK where actually we discovered straight white men do turn out to march but never for justice or equality, just for the right to dress up and shoot foxes. <laughs> Not never. Hashtag not all men. I mean, lots of them, though. 
teams, we'd like you to make some share-worthy signs and Ned will award points for his favourites. This is a creativity round. You have 30 seconds to write your slogans for today's protest, which is, ready? More funding for affordable housing. All right, so I've got one while the teams are finishing up. It's, I sold my smashed avocado toast and I still live with my mum. <laughs> Team Ill, what have you got? I'm doing a house. I'm doing, I really want a house. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Next, we'll throw to one from Earth, Wind and Fufu. Um, 2468, we're not all from the Emirates. <laughs> <laughs> Poor. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, she's not wrong. T-Mill? The only house I can afford is the one with Hugh Laurie and I just can't get into it. The characters <laughs> seem over the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can I yes and that one, which is the only house I could afford is the one with Hugh Laurie and even that's been cancelled. <laughs> Mine's in the similar vein. It's, have you seen Rent? It is a hugely underappreciated musical which features many excellent songs. My favourite character is Maureen. Hey! <laughs> Anything else for the teams before we throw to the hive mind? Yeah, um, Bricks Not Brexit. Ah! Yeah. Wordplay. That's quite a seriously good one. You could actually... Yeah. I should do this for a living. <laughs> I don't think you get paid for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Writing signs for marches uh, about people who can't afford anything. Who's paying for that? Hive mind! Any entries? <laughs> oh, that's nice. Anything else? You can get points. What was that one? <laughs> How will I pay my mortgage before I die? Yeah. To be honest, if you die, fuck them. <laughs> um, get a mortgage before I die. Oh, I'd like to get a mortgage before I die. Yeah, just the week before. Like, I'm on the property ladder. Oh, I'm off again. Um, six feet. <laughs> I wish my boyfriend was as dirty as my housing conditions. Okay, uh, so while Ned works out who has scorned creativity points for that round, let's go to our final round, the quickfire round! Hive mind, if you know the answer, shout buzz! And then shout the answer as loudly as you can. Do not be timid because you can't score points from timidity. We know that because of the history of women. <laughs> Fingers on buzzers, and time starts now. What Oscar-winning film, directly translated from its Chinese title, is American Heart Rose? Yes, American Beauty. In English, we say that you're pulling my leg. In German, they say you are taking my... Sausage! You'd think it would be sausage, but in fact, it's arm. You're taking my arm. But an arm does look a lot like a sausage, so a little point for everyone. Which of the following are not celebrated in the German national anthem? German beer, German women, German wine, German loyalty, or German song? Yeah. Buzz German women? Ger wine. Okay, we've got wine, we've got women. I mean, songs. <laughs> Song. In fact, it is German beer. Finish this Hungarian proverb. Don't put your axe into too big a what? Neck. Neck. What did you say? Trunk. Tree is correct. In what modern country was beer invented? Close. 
Correct. Oh. <laughs> what is the national fruit of India, Pakistan and the Philippines? Buzz mango. mango is correct. In English, we say having a lie in. In French, they say you are having what kind of morning? Normal, normal. <laughs> uh, from the male comedian, we heard normal. And from... Fat is correct, fat is correct, but the hive mind got there first. Finish this Italian joke about Americans. What's the difference between an American and a pot of yoghurt? A pot of yoghurt will stop your diarrhoea. No. Yes, after a while, after a while, a yoghurt begins to develop cultures. And we're out of time, and it's the end of the show! French, you'll have a big fat morning in bed. What are the stores, please? In third place, Earth, Wind, and Fufu had 20 points. Yes. In second place, by only 25 points. Oh! It was Team L, meaning the hive mind were the winners with 60 points. end of the show so it's a buttermilk bath to our glossy coated winners but a leaky bamboo basket to our losers and I'll leave you on this proverb from Australia once bitten twice shy I don't know if you've ever been to Australia and seen the size of their snakes and spiders but suffice to say I was surprised when I found out that the saying was from there because it's almost impossible to be twice shy when you're dead <laughs> please give it up for Sophie Chuka <laughs> Athena Kablenu <laughs> Heidi Regan, Johnny Pelham, Ned Sedgwick on Pedden's Corner, Kirsty Newton on Keys, you the hive mind, I've been Deborah Francis White, good night. You have been listening to Global Pillage, hosted and created by Deborah Francis White. The questions were sent by Ned Sedgwick. The programme associate was Jessica Fosterkew. Music was by Kirsty Newton. The Global Pillage theme tune was composed by Mark Hodge. The recording engineer was Grundy Lizimbra. Producer for the Spontaneity Shop was Tom Selinski. Thanks to Zoe, Sally and everyone at King's Place. For more information about this and other episodes, visit globalpillage.net. Wine. You've just worked out to use your hand to use a buzzer in the last round. That's not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, I'm not very good at games, but uh, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend's emailing that. I've nailed that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.